Dionisio at the plate, he's over for 2 today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's... Oh, it's raining now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater. My name is Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swakowski. And swoosh, swoosh, dribble, dribble. Uh, what's going on? It's, it's spring training, but there's something else on the horizon. Well, it's one of my favorite times of year. It's March Madness. Uh, I've always been a huge college basketball guy. So today, Jeremy and I have a very special uh, bracket-themed episode for you. Yeah, an ode to uh, March Madness. Uh, we have our own uh, bit of March Madness. We are going to be doing a 64-spot tournament. Actually, a 68-spot tournament because we're going to have four play-in games. That's right, in the spirit of... uh, And and hey, Jack, it's called the first round. It's not the play-in round. Oh, don't don't say that, Jeremy. (laughs) Okay, well, they brainwashed me, I guess. Um, (laughs) But uh, we're going to be going through uh, uniform numbers. Mm -hmm. Uh, So 1 through 64... Um, is gonna are gonna go up against each other to find out who the best guy is. We, when we say best, it's definitely in parentheses because we discussed our criteria for choosing our winners. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so our criterias are uh, it, it's gonna be uh, anything and everything. It could be yeah. on field stuff, statistics, off field stuff. Uh, whether some guy did something that we thought was made him a jerk uh, years ago. Yeah, whatever. Or cool. Or cool. Or yeah. cool. Right. Yeah. Uh, in a rare positive uh, approach <laughs> for Rain Delay Theater, but um, yeah. Yeah, uh, and and we're not gonna do it like for the joke of it. Like we're we're gonna we're gonna give honest assessments of these matchups, right? Um, but we're ranking them one through sixty four. That means so person who wore jersey number one, um, and then person who wore jersey number sixty four. And we picked we had to pick like one person, uh, the person who stood out the most. I used Baseball Reference uh, to to come up with the seedings. And um, when you search by jersey, they give you uh, their war, which was uh, that's what I was going to go off of anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they get all they give you is war and years war- that they played where they wore that uniform. Yeah. So we took out like some guys who like um, you know wore some like numbered you know sixty four for like one year or something, and then yep. like uh, moved on to their real like Ryan Sandberg wore like. 60 or something his first year or mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. uh so we we went with like you know the traditional number for them and there were four rounds uh four four spots where it was just too hard to pick one so we made those the play-in uh games yeah and those those are going to be some good matchups we'll probably get to those first uh before we get to anything yeah else, sure let's do that first sure, uh, why not? yeah yeah uh but before we do that jeremy do you want to touch on the new rules stuff real fast yeah let's do it okay. yeah, yeah yeah that's i mean how could we not um yeah yeah, lots of new rules handed down by the uh, MLB uh, that are going to either take a, uh, effect this year or next year. Um, I, yeah, I mean, uh, where to begin? I, I mean, uh, I, I'd say let's talk about the um, the. Well, this one doesn't take place till next year, but the three batter minimum. Yep. yep. Right, and which we talked about. We did talk about that. Uh, we, we, may, we, we may have touched on it briefly, but yeah. Jeremy, I, you know, okay, I'm going to say I like it uh, personally. I, yeah. You know what? Because, like, if you're in the major leagues, whether regardless of whether you're left-handed or right-handed, you should be able to get more than one guy out. 
It's true. You yeah, know, and true. it's going to speed up games, Jeremy. That game we went to, that Pirates-Cubs uh, game where Joe Madden made like eight pitching changes yeah. in that September game. Yeah. I mean, that that's going to help uh, kind of mitigate that a little bit. See, okay, well, then I might as well just invoke another rule, uh, which they started for this year, right? Which is September rosters now are uh, extended to 28, yes, right? Yes, 28 instead of 40, yeah. And a max of 13 pitchers or something, I think, or 14. I can't remember. Yeah. There's a max, there's a cap on pitchers. Yep. Yeah. Um, I feel like that... Also would have like kind of uh, cut that down, cut down the the, the bullpen moves. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did talk about it because I that was your stance before, and my stance is like I think it's taking away strategy from the game, and uh, I don't like that. Um, and I've seen a, a fair amount of people who also weren't in favor of the chain for the, of that one specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'm wondering if I'm like I'm taking a fen- particular offense to it because it's gonna kill the loogie. Yeah, I mean you're left-handed, Jeremy. I right? am. Yeah. If, if if I had a shot at ever at being in baseball, <laughs> it would be as a loogie. So I'd be out of a damn job. Yeah. Yeah. You and Mark Repchinsky. Yeah. Guess. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so it, also for me too, like uh, there's a little more weight for each uh, pitching change each pitching decision because you are going to need to leave the guy in for three hitters yeah for sure I mean, I, I, you know, I do like if I'm ever going back and looking at a box score from the '80s, and you see like the starting pitcher pitched like seven innings, and then a guy came on and, and finished the final like you know two, mm-hmm. or like someone pitched six and one guy came in and finished three. Like I, those are it's kind of cool to look at a box score that yeah. you know, was like that. Yep. So you know we'll be getting a little bit of that. Uh, but I have a question: do, If guys get like injured, they can probably be, come out, right? I'm I'm sure they can. Um, and that that'll probably be like the honor system. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's going to be an uptick in like you know, uh, you know, uh, backroom uh, acting classes for like you know a bunch of like relief pitching bums like to like hey you know like learn learn how to act like you have sprained your wrist or something. Yeah, you know? right, right. And they're like, oh, I got to come out, and there's only one pitcher, and they're like, this is happening every game. I can't believe it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we'll see. The good thing Dusty Baker isn't in there because uh, yeah. There would be uh, a lot of those backroom acting classes going up. <laughs> you know, I, I wonder, Jeremy, just uh, to c- touch on that before I, I touch on the rule I wanted to touch on, was yeah. that I wonder if, like, uh, a pitcher uh, came out during that circumstance, if there would be some sort of, like, rule that he would have to, like, go on the disabled list mm. for a certain amount of, of time. Or, if like, if it kept happening. Or... I know. I, I, I don't think anyone is, like, that, like, Bush League. No, no. Enough yeah. to, like, to pull that. But, mm-hmm. um... I'm sure someone's going to accuse someone of doing it. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most definitely. Uh, now, Jeremy, one rule, and this is probably one of the smallest rules, one of the least talked about, but yeah. that I really like, is the uh, the position player's pitching rule. Oh. Um, so I, I know that I, I was enamored uh, uh, with seeing uh, of seeing J.B. Shuck, uh, you know, pitching in, sure. that, in that game that we went to a couple years ago. I yeah. thought it was great. But now it's starting to to become like too much of a thing in baseball, sure. where it's like a legitimate option for managers to um, to not use like another reliever when they're down like five or six runs. Right. They'll just put Miguel Montero in the game and have him pitch or Aaron <laughs> right. Perez. Um, and I, I'm glad that they're they're eliminating that uh, with the exception of blowouts and extra inning games. I think that a position player cannot come in to pitch unless the uh, his team is ahead or down by more than seven runs. I think it okay. is. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I like it. it it's kind of it's kind of cutting down on that because even though it was cool to see it, like it was a nice novelty. It's it's almost getting to the point now where it's not a novelty anymore. And sure. Because I mean, how many times did the Cubs do it last year? Probably. 
enough. Yeah, at least four times. Yeah, at least four times. The Brewers did it. The Brewers did it a bunch. I mean, Perez pitched. Eric Kratz pitched a a couple times, I think. It's kind of like quoting the Big Lebowski. Like, when people started quoting the Big Lebowski, it's like, hey, the first time someone said, like, uh, you know, eight-year-olds, dude, or whatever it is, it's like, ah, yeah, good. And now every asshole frat boy does it, and it's like... All right, let's stop doing this. Yep. Now. Yeah, it's over. So I'm I'm glad that uh, I'm I'm glad that they recognized that that was starting to become too much of a thing, and yeah. they they sort of put a put a stop to it, which is yeah, nice. yeah, that's fair, that's fair. I mean, it, it's 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 always fun, even if even if a team does it like five times a year. Yeah, it seems like it's always fun, but uh, um, yeah, I mean. I, I like in the in the world of comedy. It's like you can't hit, you can't go to the well too many times. because no. you lose, it loses impact. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, not making a mockery of any particular sport. And like you sure. know, although although I like I like Anthony Rizzo as a player, like him pitching in a game, uh, that's that's borderline like making a mockery of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I think he only pitched a one batter. Yeah, but I was there, and it was pretty you, fun. You were you were there. I was at there. that game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. But. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, that's interesting. Well, um, you know, we'll be talking about these all year. We will, and, uh, and into next year too. So, um, uh, I mean, do you want to talk about Trout really quick? I don't know. Four hundred. Yeah, he's going to be in our tournament. But hey, what is yeah. it about four hundred thirty million bucks? Yeah, something like it was. It's something. It's something. It might. If it's four thirty, then it's actually like four twenty nine and a half or something. Yeah. Like, it's funny how they put in like the half there. Like, did some math guy figure that out? Like, <laughs> he's worth this much. But um, I mean. I think the thing that's funny about it is that, you know, Bryce Harper wanted to be the biggest, the highest paid player in sports, and he was for a week. Yeah. Now he's stuck in Pittsburgh, in uh, Philadelphia. In, in Philadelphia, yeah. yeah. And he was trying to recruit Mike Trout to Philadelphia yeah. before, uh, you know, right after he signed. Yeah. I, I mean, I th- I'll say this. I, we've ragged on the Angels for not, like, putting, or maybe I have only, but uh, for not putting anyone around. Uh, Trout, and that's keeping in mind that I'm an Ichi boy, uh, not Ichi, Ichiro, uh, <laughs> a uh, a Otani fanboy. Yeah. Um, but uh, but the Ash, the 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 Angels don't deserve Trout be, based on the teams that they fielded around him. I mean, they have like what what it was a thirteen year con- thirteen or twelve year contract or something. Yeah, it's a twelve year contract. Yeah, so it's like they got twelve years to figure it out, I guess. But yeah. like. I think Trout should have went to the Phillies, but yeah. uh, whatever. Who knows? Yeah, Jeremy, what number does Otani wear? Otani wears seventeen. Oh, okay. I was going to say I'm shocked that he's not in this tournament. <laughs> well, I, I mean, he would have had a, a jump great, Mark Grace, which uh, which that wasn't going to happen. No, I, I, I got my priorities uh, in line for a little bit. So, all right. Well, should we get should we get to this tournament? We got a lot of a lot of teams. We do. Teams. We do. Yeah, so we, okay. So you know. Bracket can be a, a a visual thing. We'll post this. I'll I'll, I'll get an electronic version of this online and post it on uh, raindelaytheater.com under uh, show notes. But um, you know, it's it's laid out the standard way that the NCAA brackets are. There's 64 slots, uh, four regions. We should have named the regions, but uh, um, we'll uh, you know we'll 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 go top le- top left. Top right, bottom left, bottom right. Sure, sure. Um, but let's get to our playing games first. Yeah, right? okay. All right. So the first playing game we have in the bottom right region, bottom left region, is a number the number forty five uniform uh, jersey number forty five playing game, and that is between Pedro Martinez and Bob Gibson. Ooh, ooh. two guys who wore forty five. Yeah, that, tough that, call. I mean, though, and like two pitchers who were arguably the most dominant of their era, and like nasty, like fear feared pitchers yep. too. Yeah. 
Um, <sighs> I, I feel like, so for me, like Pedro kind of seems like he, even though he was like feared to go against, he almost seems like kind of, he was like kind of a teddy bear in like real life. Sure. Except for when he threw Don Zimmer. But the, the when he threw Don Zimmer <laughs> to the ground. Yeah. They, they said that Bob Gibson, if you tried to like, mm. like rookies, um, like the veterans would always warn the rookies, like don't dig in against him because yeah. he would just put one in your ear if That's you true. tried to. That's true. Uh, he was like legitimately nasty. Pete Rose uh, whenever he's asked who was the toughest hitter uh, pitcher you went against, he always says Bob Gibson. Right. Uh, Bob Gibson, he of the uh, famous 1.12 ERA in yeah. 1968. Yeah. Uh, man, you know, I mean, as much as I love Pedro, uh, I think I want to go with Bob Gibson for this one. He could hit too. Bob Gibson could hit. Okay, yeah, yeah. There you go. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm gonna uh, uh, agree with you, Jack. Um, I, I, I would love to pick Pedro. I like Pedro. Um, I like to uh, quote. He didn't even say this, but like the, the whole thing when he said like the Yankees are my daddy yep. or whatever. Yep. Well, he never said who's your daddy, but mm-hmm. I like to say it around the house, and like my girlfriend gets mad at me when I say it. But I like quite frankly. The Yankees were my daddy. I love to <laughs> I love to quote Pedro. Yeah. But but that ERA um, for Bob Gibson in that one year, and they they changed the they they uh, lowered the mound mm-hmm. uh, because of it. Uh, I mean, you got to go Bob Gibson. So let's go Bob Gibson on okay, that one. So he advances into the tournament. Um, in the in the same bracket, uh, we have another playing game. Albert number five. Uh, jersey number uh, Albert Pujols versus George Brett. Okay, that that's interesting. Um, so Jeremy, I my my gut is telling me here that I want to go with George Brett. It could be yeah. just because I don't really like Pujols that much. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know you probably don't because he's a, a cardinal. Yeah. Uh, but um, I, I feel like he's just he's tailed off too much at the end of his career, and his yeah. contract has just become uh, too much of an albatross yeah. for that team. Um, and also, we, we mentioned uh, extracurricular stuff like we played the George Brett shitting his pants video on here. Yes, and I mean, it's, right. it's priceless. Yeah. So just the kind of man that like George Brett is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's man. He gets points in my book for that. OK, I'm going to I'm going to agree with that, Jack. And we're going to put George Brett into the tournament. Um, uh, yeah. Pujols like the Cardinals didn't want Pujols back. Yep. Like the Royals never like tried to get rid of uh, George Brett. Like, yeah. They never like, you know silently encouraged him to go somewhere else so yeah so george brett is in the tournament sorry albert pujols uh we go to the bottom uh right uh region of the bracket um number 14 uh playing game pete rose versus ernie banks Ooh, ooh, ooh. it's a tough one two pete rose references right off the bat here okay pete rose versus ernie banks what do you think jeremy well um uh i'll tell you what I, while the man was alive, uh, I criticized Ernie Banks a lot for smiling too much. Uh huh. Because for the entirety of his life, the Cubs were a shit team, and he was just like smiling. And I would be, I would, I, I, I would. We should get my dad on the on the uh, on the podcast because I do at least one time on opening day when he sang uh, the seventh inning stretch, like I yelled, "Why is he smiling? Like this team is horrible!" And like. Uh, I didn't appreciate that, uh, and so uh, I have no problem. And I think Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame yeah. because uh, he didn't uh, he didn't uh, enhance his performance at all. He so he made some bets, and I know I, we've talked about this, Jack, and I know that it's uh, it's one of the cardinal rules of baseball. But so should like sticking like a needle in your ass and like you know uh, improving your fast twitch muscles. So like. Yeah. 
Um, so, and he didn't do that. So, whatever. I think Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame, and I think he should be in the tournament. I'm throwing out the Cub, Ernie Banks, for smiling too much when the Cubs were bad. He should have been harder on the Cubs, and I'm being hard on him. He's out of the tournament. Yeah, well, Jeremy, I like it, too. And one, one reason I was going to vote for Pete Rose yeah. is because, uh, so, so they asked Pete Rose, they said to him, they talked to him about Ichiro, they said to him, uh, <laughs> you know... Um, uh, hey, like, you know, if you count the hits that he had in Japan before he came to the MLB, uh, he would actually have more more hits than you. And yep. Pete Rose said, well, what, are you going to count his, his high school hits, too? Yeah, Little League. Uh, yeah, yeah, his Little League hits. Yeah. So, like, just for, like, consistently being an asshole about yeah, that, yeah. like, uh, yeah, Pete Rose, he's, he's all right in my book. Yeah, and... I- Consistently being an asshole, like, still never, like, uh, admitted to, like, uh, you know, all he had to do was admit that, like, he gambled uh, and they were going to, like, you know, drop his, like, lifetime ban or whatever, I think. Like, they were going to make a deal with him and, like, he refused to do it. And so, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Pete Rose, he's in. All right. All right. And and to determine uh, their opponent in the first round... Uh, there's a play-in for jersey number 51, which is Randy Johnson versus another uh, former Seattle Mariner, or current Seattle Mariner, <laughs> for two more days, uh, Ichiro. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, Jeremy, this is a tough one. I always um, I always loved the big unit. Um, yeah. I got to see him pitch. My, uh, We went to a game, my family, at, uh, at what was then Bank One Ballpark, I believe, in, in Phoenix. The Bob. Yeah, the Bob. Uh, so Brandy Johnson pitched in that game. I think he threw a nine-inning shutout. He was, okay. he was sick. Okay. Um, I love Ichiro, but uh, I think I got to go with with Randy Johnson for this one. Okay. See, I um, I don't know. I I uh, I don't. I think Randy Johnson. Like, I I don't like the way he like yelled at that uh, that like video guy in New York when he first signed. I don't know if you remember that. But it was like within moments. It was like his first thing that he did when after he signed with the Yankees was to go to like I think he was going to sign the contract, and some guy was like taking a picture. And he's like, "Get that camera out of my face!" Like and like uh, and whatever. He sounded. He came off really bad. And like it's like, dude, you're in for a wild ride in New York. Um, we're, we're passing up if we take Randy. We're, we're passing up the Ichiro Pete Rose matchup. You know uh, that 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 occurred to me, Jeremy. And yeah. I'll, I'll also say this. You know, uh, Randy Johnson did did kill that bird with his with his fastball. Right, that's right. So and I I owned birds when I was a kid. I always <laughs> I always Whoa. that that, that kind of hit me right right yeah, there when that yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, yeah, Ichiro. What his first couple of years in the league, he was hitting like 350, 360. Yeah, uh, he was he was great, and he didn't come into the majors until he was about twenty eight. So yeah. he might actually very well have Pete Rose's record. Right, if, it's true. Yeah. Uh, all right, you know what, Jeremy? I'm gonna flip flop. I'm gonna say Ichiro. We're gonna put Ichiro yeah, in. Let's not? do it, man. Let's do it. Um, God, we're getting an on air reveal that you had birds as a kid. We I gotta, did. I did have birds in. as a kid. Yeah. My grandmother did. All but, right. Uh, I never. Uh, I, w- I had snakes. Hmm. I had, I had snakes and and newts, but uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we got no time to get into it because we got sixty four. Yeah, uh, we got thirty two matchups here to go. Uh-huh. So all right, here we go. We're in the first round. All right, we're gonna start. We're gonna go through all the first round matchups first, and then try to handle bracket by bracket uh, or region by region. So um, number one, uh, uh, we got jersey number one versus jersey number sixty four, and this is what this tournament is all about, Jack. Um, Completely lopsided matchups, hopefully. Yeah. Um, number one, Ozzie Smith versus jersey number 64, 
Emilio Bonifacio. Oh, okay, Jeremy. Well, uh, I, I think, first of all, we know the obvious answer is going to be Ozzy Smith. So okay. We, we can sure. say that. Uh, yeah. But here, I'm going to say a few things about okay. each guy. Uh, okay. So Ozzy Smith uh, gets my vote because I saw him in person hit his last uh, career home run. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I did see him in person, but I don't have, like recollections of it it's more so just like i have a ticket stub from from a cardinals game and i saw that he was in it Mm -hmm. uh i'll say this about emilio bonifacio when i took my trip to the philippines which we talked about uh back in november on the podcast i stayed in the part of manila called bonifacio global city nice uh and i thought about emilio bonifacio all every time that uh i saw the name so yeah that's awesome you know um, emilio bonifacio does get some uh some points from me because well he was he was on the cubs and the white Sox. Right, he was a guy yeah. who was on both. Yeah. Uh, Gene Honda really did his name up. He would oh. go Emilio Bonifacio. So like that was <laughs> nice. a he he, did, he said his name well. But uh, yeah, we got to go with Ozzy Smith for this one, Jeremy. We do, we do. All right. So to determine uh, their uh, Ozzy Smith's opponent, we have the number thirty-two uh, jersey, Steve Carlton versus number thirty-three, Eddie Murray. Ooh. Okay, uh, Jeremy. I. You know, I want to go with uh, Steve Carlton okay. on this one. Um, okay. I think Steve Carlton won like 27 games in 1972. He yeah. Um, he was really good. Yeah, uh, true. Uh, to me, Eddie Murray was a guy who he's kind of in the Hall of Fame because he like uh, he hung around he hung for around. a long yeah, time. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, he also couldn't teach people how to hit. Yeah. He's like the example that people use when like it's like, hey, here's a great hitter. He can be the hitting coach. And then he couldn't teach anyone was he ever who was he a hitting i think coach the for? cleveland indians if i'm oh, not mistaken okay. yeah if i'm not mistaken i think yeah. and he ended he might have ended his career with the indians as well but um yeah i think uh he he like failed as a hitting coach uh-huh um i would personally pick any murray but like uh i'm not gonna i'm not i think we're gonna have to pick our battles here yeah going forward with all with 32 matchups mm-hmm. uh carlton was a lefty right i think he was a lefty was he I think so. We should look that up. Yeah, I think he was. Because he was before both of our times. I guess uh, Steve Carlton and... Uh, I don't know if it's... I don't know. Maybe it's Tom Seaver. I used to get them confused. Well, Tom Seaver, yeah, definitely a righty. Uh, yeah. Steve Carlton? He was a lefty, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's a lefty. Yeah, okay. I'll, t- I'll, I'll, I'll put Steve Carlton in there. All right, all right. All right. Carlton's moving on. He's going to face Ozzy uh, Smith in the uh, second round. Oh, okay. All right, so now we got number 16, Doc Gooden, versus number 49, knuckleballer Charlie Huff. Ooh, ooh, okay. Um, Jeremy, I love that Charlie Huff pitched from, like, the 70s to the mid-90s. Yeah, and, man, I'll say this. You know, talk about... Like, uh, what did you call making a mockery? Is that what? Is that yeah, the phrase making a mockery of the game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's no more bigger mockery of, of the game than seeing, like, a 50-year-old Charlie Huff in that teal uh, blue Marlins expansion jersey. Oh, yeah. Like, we need to get a picture of that. That's uh, like when, like, you, like, go, like, it's like... You go visit your grandpa and you like make him wear like sunglasses or something, <laughs> you know, or like a neon like uh, like windbreaker. It's like, hey, grandpa, look at this, and you take a picture of him and he looks like an idiot. It's yeah. like that's what they did to poor Charlie Huff. He he hung around long enough just to make, just to look like an idiot in that like like crazy Marlins uniform. Do you remember those uh, Six Flags commercials where they used to have like that old guy yeah, Mr. dancing? Mr. Six. Was Mr. it Mr. Six? Six? Yeah. yeah, Charlie Huff is like baseball's Mr. Six. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it was Charlie Huff versus Gooden. Gooden. So I, I, I can't, I can't, rem- I can't determine if we're saying good things or bad things about Charlie Huff. Yeah, right no, now. it's just they're just facts, I guess. I don't know. 
But, uh, I mean, Gooden had his share of off-the-field uh, yeah. issues, that's yep. for sure. Uh-huh. Um, Jack, I don't think in good conscience I can actually pick Charlie Huff over Doc Gooden. No. But, uh... Yeah, let's pick Doc Gooden. Yeah, let's do okay. it. And let's put good. Uh, let's put Huff out of his misery, and he doesn't have to wear that uh, teal uniform one more day. <laughs> he's, he's going back home. <laughs> yep. All right, so their uh, matchup, uh, next one is number 17, Todd Helton, versus number 48, Rick Rushel. Okay, Jeremy. Uh, well, tell me about Rick Rushel. I don't know a lot about him. So Rick Rushel was like, uh, he wasn't the original fat guy pitcher, but he, he was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of resembled John Candy at times, oh, I think. Oh, okay. I, I only knew Rick Rushel of being like late late in his career with the with the Giants, although he was still really good. Yeah. Um, he was on the uh, 89 Giants, and uh, but he just looked like a, a mechanic or, or like a hardware store owner or something, <laughs> you know? And it's like... Uh, like, but he was pitching, and like I remember him, him like doing good against the Cubs, and I was like, God damn it! Like this guy shouldn't be beating the Cubs, but he was like mowing them down. Yeah, and uh, so I only know Rick Russell as a giant. He was on the the Cubs for a long time, mm-hmm. and uh, I think people older than than us think of him as a Cub. Okay, but uh, but I know him as like a giant who was like kind of kicking our ass. So like, uh, I. It's one of those things, like, I hated him, but I have respect for him in the aftermath, especially since he was such a generally non-athletic-looking guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets points for that. He's like a, a Rich Garces before there was Rich Garces. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, Jeremy, Todd Helton, um, you know, I've talked about on here, but I saw him in his first pro uh, game in Class sure. A in North Carolina, uh, so I kind of followed his career. Uh, but I, I do believe also that his statistics were helped out because he played his whole career with the Rockies. Sure, um, sure. So, Jeremy, I would I would say I'd be willing to take Rick Russell. I'm, look, I'm looking <laughs> at some pictures of him right now, yeah. and I'm disappointed that I never got to actually see him pitch. Okay, all right. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was going to go, I was going to let Todd Helton You were going to let him slide there? But, yeah. uh, you know, I, I question Todd Helton's, uh, like, not only the uh, Colorado-boosted numbers, but uh, I don't know if he was the cleanest guy. You no, know, he, may, he may not have been the cleanest guy, and, like, who knows what his numbers would have been if he wouldn't have played half of his games okay. in cores. Let's take Russell, because the dude was not an athlete uh, body, but uh, he, he had a huge, he had a long career. Yeah, yeah, he did not have the makings of a varsity athlete, to quote uh, Junior Soprano. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. So wow, we got our first upset, Jack. We did, Rick yeah. Russell over at, Todd Yeah, Hulton. yeah, that's like uh, uh, UMBC upsetting Virginia uh, last year. There you um, go. There you go. Shaka's smart. That's, that's yeah. nothing to do with anything. Yeah, yeah. That's VCU, but uh-huh. anyway, and not even that, but that was 10 years ago, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> All right, so uh, number eight, Cal Ripken Jr. Uh-huh. versus number 57, Johan Santana. You know, I was never the biggest Cal Ripken Jr. fan, to be honest with you. I mean, okay. he played, uh, you know, he played every day. Yeah. But, uh, you know, did he ever, like, was he ever on, like, a, a World Series uh, team? Did, did the, the Orioles ever make the World Series? The well, he 83 was, or was no, he the 80 the... or one of those okay. years he, he did. They, he, he has a ring, I So believe. early, early in his career. Well, wait, was... wait, hold on. Because, wait, no, because he didn't debut until, because 80, uh, they won the World Series. 83. Okay. Uh, he was on the World uh, Series team. But, World uh, Series. Okay. So, yeah, early, early on in his career, he was there. Um over over uh, versus Johan Santana. Yeah, no, this is interesting because you got Iron Man Cal Ripken versus a guy who like didn't stick around that long in the majors, Johan Santana. No, he didn't, and he kind of blew out his arm pitching a no hitter. He did, yeah. 
And I was at the game before he pitched the no-hitter, which he pitched a complete game shutout. Mm, so mm. he actually pitched 18 innings back-to-back. Crazy. And two yeah. starts. Um, but uh, So what you're saying is Kel Ripken can take his streak and shove it up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, I remember watching uh, live on TV when he broke that record and he went around the whole stadium and <laughs> shook hands. Like, yeah, 20 minutes later. Like, yeah. the, did the pitcher have to come out of the game after that? <laughs> yeah, I know, man. He, he was probably like tossing during the, yeah. the thing. Yeah. yeah, it's like, come on, let's get it. Uh, you you know, after his after after uh, rounding a left field corner, it's like, all right, let's move it on, move it on already, Cal. Yeah. Um, a lot of people criticize Cal Ripken for playing in games where he shouldn't have played, like where he was like in a like where he was tired, like visibly tired, or like in a in a slump. Yep. Uh, but he played just to like maintain the streak. Uh-huh. So people do like give him criticism for that. Okay. I like Johan Santana. Yeah. I was at that uh, the game before the no-hitter. Yeah, he pitched the uh, first ever no-hitter in me and my dad's uh, Stratomatic history Ooh, uh, for the 2007 uh, game. That's just so, like the luck of the roll of the dice when a it, no-hitter happens it, in the It strato? is, yeah. It's, it almost never happens. But uh, but, but he, he is the one who got it for that, uh, for that game. So, uh, yeah. All right, Cal. You're taking a seat with Bill yeah. on the uh, fuckface bench, and yeah. you're, you're out, and you're Johan done. Santana's going in. I love it. Okay. All right. Another upset, <laughs> Another in upset. my opinion. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Let's not get too carried away with no, the upsets. No, 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 no. But let's, yeah, we're, we're going in there. Okay. Here we go. Number 25, Barry Bonds versus number 40, Bartolo Colon. All right. Well, Big sexy himself. Well, since we aren't getting too carried away with upsets, I would say it has to be Barry Bonds. Yeah, um, shit, I wish we would have saved the upset for this one. Yeah, I don't want to let Barry Bonds in. Well, my no, this tournament. is too. This is too steroid users. Uh, that's true. That's but, true. Um, but uh, yeah, Bartolo. Um, as much as I love him, uh, you know, uh, talk about talk about a sideshow. Talk about some guy who like Bill Beck would have, <laughs> would have signed. Uh, I, I I don't think he's officially retired, so he might try to pitch this. No, year. did he play? Did he appear last year? I can't. He remember. did. He was with the Rangers. Okay, he pitched like about 140 some innings. I remember reading. So he was there around. He had a terrible ERA though. It was like 550 or something. Yeah. But I think Bonds should uh, should get this one. Yeah. All right. That's fine. Let's do that. Let's see how far he gets in the tourney. Um, all right. Number nine, Ted Williams versus number 56, Mark Burley. Oh, Ted Williams versus Mark Burley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I just saw I just saw uh, Hawk Harrelson jump like fly past your window, and I splatted on the concrete below. Damn it! I lost him. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I don't know, man. If if it was like uh, Ted Williams versus uh, Carl Ustremski, I yeah. think that Hawk definitely would pick Carl Ustremski. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's two Red Sox. Uh, we gotta we gotta choose Ted Williams. Ted Ted Ball game. He's in. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just real quick about Ted Williams. Um. I heard this story somewhere, and I don't, I, I can't corroborate it. I almost want to say that I heard Buster Olney tell it, and I, I would love to meet him just so I can ask him about this. But this is, I'm sure other baseball guys know this story. But there was a story that Ted Williams, when he was like a hitting coacher, I think he was actually the manager of the Washington Senators. They were like their players were like in the uh, in the cage like taking batting practice, and and someone was like like he was mad at one of his guys for not being able to hit. And he's like, I, I don't know how to do it, coach, or something. And uh, Williams is like, you do it like this, damn it. And, like, he grabbed the bat, and he just starts, like, like swinging the bat and, like, just hitting ball after ball after ball, like, like, like frozen ropes into, like, center field. Like, yeah. for, like, that would go for, like, singles or doubles. And, like, he was just frustrated, and he didn't know how to teach it. And he just, like, this is how you do it, and he just did it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like when you, when you teach someone something, you're supposed to tell them how to do it, not do it for them, or show them how to do it, not, not do it for them, and, like... 
Ted couldn't uh, handle that. I but think. yeah, that, that's an interesting point. I think like the great the great guys, the true naturals, don't know why uh, yeah. they do what they do so well. They don't know why they're doing it. That's why like you, managers uh, and good coaches tend to, tend to be guys who are like scrubs or not that great yeah. of players because they are they're the ones who really had to like work at it and figure out how to do it. Like Craig Council, Kevin Cash. Yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so uh, moving right along. So Ted Williams is in. Sorry, He's Mark in. Burley. Um, number 24, Willie Mays versus number 41, Tom Terrific Seaver. That's a good, uh, that's a good matchup. They both, uh, they, they've crossed paths. I think they were on an early to mid seventies Mets team together. Uh, in those, um, yeah. in those last years of, uh, Willie Mays. Of Willie Mays. Met. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jeremy, I think that we will have to go with, uh, you know, sadly Tom Seaver has recently retired from public life. Yeah. Uh, but I think that we will have to go with Willie Mays, who's also still alive, I think. He is, yeah. Yeah, he is. Which um, is pretty crazy because it seems like he played so long ago. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Mays is like a top five hitter of all yep. time. Seaver is like a top 15 pitcher, top 20 pitcher. I don't yep. know, something like that. But mm-hmm. uh, So we got to go Maze on that one. But that's a, that was a tough matchup. That was a good matchup. And a uh, big matchup looming in round two. Ooh, oh, oh uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, Maze versus Ted Williams. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. going to be good. All right, so let's move on to the uh, bottom right of the bracket. Uh, number four, Lou Gehrig. <laughs> 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 We're laughing because he's taking on number 61, Chan Ho Park. Uh, well, uh, Jeremy, I think, uh, oh, that we, we could have actually, uh, had a potential matchup of two Iron Men in, like, the final, the final uh, four. Uh, yeah. Gary would have won that one. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Jeremy, I'm gonna go with Gehrig for this one. Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb on there. I will say, though, uh, that Chan Ho Park is responsible, I believe, for one of my favorite statistics in baseball. I believe he was the pitcher who gave up two grand slams in the same inning to Fernando Tatis. Really? Did he? I think he, he was. was the one. Yeah. We'll have to verify that, but I think, because I, I know that Tatis... He's hit them off of the same pitcher, which is mind-boggling. That yeah. like that guy would have been in. And I think it yeah. was Chan Ho Park okay. that did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chan Ho Park, and that was a tough one. So we had that was a three-way choice we had to go with. We had Bronson Arroyo, Levon Hernandez, or Chan Ho Park. Yeah. So we just went with one that had the better statistic attached to his name, I suppose. <laughs> But uh, we had to talk about that. That was a tough choice. We did. We did Bronson Arroyo, named after one of my favorite actors, Charles Bronson. That's, oh, a, that's a true story. There you go. And, um, a, and, a, and an Arroyo is like a like a tiny stream in Spanish. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw him hit a homer off of a Glendon Rush. Oh, wow. Okay. But, uh, and Levon was good for a couple years. He was. And then he had like a comeback year with the Nationals, I think it was, oh, if I'm not yeah, correctly right. mistaken. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's right. He After the Marlins, he was with the uh, Giants, too, for a little bit. Yes, he but, was. Uh, didn't make it in the tournament. Uh, Channel Park doesn't make it out of the first round. Lou Gehrig's moving on. He will face the winner of number 29, Adrian Beltre, versus number 36, Gaylord Perry. A couple of weird guys in their own right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would need to look up more of Gaylord, Gaylord Perry's well, uh, I can, statistics. I can yeah. talk a little bit about okay. the, uh, Gaylord. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah, I didn't see his... I never saw him uh, pitch, but uh, in my old like baseball highlight videos... You know, he did like this whole, like these whole histrionics or whatever they call it, like before he pitched, like he touched his face and like he like did his cap like this. Well, did they say he cheated, right? Was it, was he one of the guys they said like would cheat? I think, I think, yeah, like he's, okay. I, yeah, I think, um, Harris, uh, from, uh, from, uh, Major League. Yeah, is he modeled after Gaylord Perry? I think Perry? he's like, like, like Gaylord Perry is like, you know, like 70% of like who the Harris character was in Major League. Yeah. Um, and he, he pitched. When he pitched, he looked like he looked like you know your your grandpa again, like 
you know, without the neon windbreaker and the sunglasses, like throwing, throwing, uh, you know, catch with you out in front. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, his statistics are really impressive to me. Yeah. Uh, looking at him here, he pitched from 1962 to 1983. He was with okay. a whole bunch of teams. Yeah. But he won 314 games in mm-hmm. his career. He pitched mm-hmm. over 5,000 innings. He pitched 5,000, <laughs> he pitched 5,350 innings. That's funny. Um, and he had a career ERA of 3.11, which is, uh, which yeah. is awesome. Not bad. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and uh, it looks like he's still alive, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is pretty cool. And his first name is Gaylord. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, why, why not? Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, meet the Fockers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Uh, Adrian Beltre, Jeremy, I was uh, looking at his um, uh, statistics right after he retired. Yeah. He had a couple, he had some good seasons, and he's definitely going to be in the Hall of Fame, and his career numbers are good, but yeah. like... Uh, uh, you know, he had some he had some kind of rough years too. Like with the Mariners, he was never really that great. Sure, he he clearly he had one of those years where like what he hit like fifty homers with the Dodgers yep. in his walk year. Yeah, and then like he like yeah, I think he like didn't do so well in in Seattle because he he signed with Seattle after that contract was yeah. up. I think yeah. Um, I don't know where you're going with this, Jack, but I gotta I gotta I gotta jump in real quick and say I I can't let Gaylord Perry defeat Adrian Beltre. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think I Adrian Beltre. I love Adrian Beltre. And uh, as as um, you know, as much as Gaylord Perry's done uh, longevity wise, uh, I I think Beltre he it's weird because like he's a guy of our era, and it is all all his like stuff happened under our nose, um, and uh, I he's got great numbers. I mean like, and I don't I don't know I don't know if he was like a, a steroids guy. Um, I think he like. Over the long haul, kind of, you know, made it happen for many years. Debuted at age 19. Uh, and he's just a character. I like when, I love when he dragged the on-deck circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was last year. 2020, yeah, that was the year Couple before years. last year. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, Jeremy. Yeah, and he was a great fielder, too. He yeah. won five gold gloves. So, uh, uh, Adrian Beltre it is. I'll put him, yeah, I, I think we got to put him in there. Um, I mean. That's a good matchup, though. Yeah, going up against uh, Lou Gehrig. Um, Ooh, okay. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, in the next round. But uh, yeah, yeah, b- between Gaylord Perry and, and Beltre, we'll uh, we'll we'll look we'll do some more research on Gaylord Perry, a guy admittedly before both of our times. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, number thirteen, a little bit of not controversy, but uh, a little little uh, uh, you know revision going on there <laughs> in the last minute. Um, number thirteen, representing the uh, jersey uniform, number thirteen is uh, Alex Rodriguez, mm-hmm. A Rod, mm-hmm. and he will be taking on number fifty-two, CC Sabathia. Ooh, okay, two Yan- two former Yankees. Yep. Um, oh man, I mean, uh, so didn't A Rod just get married to J Lo? He did. All right, all right, um, and uh, apparently. <laughs> This is from our friend, uh, um, friend of the show, Mark Arcuri, that uh, no one knows about. Um, no one has ever heard on this podcast, nor will they ever. <laughs> um, I, guess, I guess like Jose Canseco tweeted or said or spoke to someone on some radio show that like uh, A-Rod was cheating on J-Lo with Jose Canseco's ex-wife or something, her ex-girlfriend or something. <laughs> Well, like, hey, man, I'll say this. Most of the things that Jose Canseco have, has said have, like, come to be have true. Have been true. Yeah. 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 No one likes him. He's an <laughs> asshole. He's more reviled than, than Pete Rose pretty much across the board. But he's actually been right most of the time. Yeah. He's a truth teller. Yeah. Um, uh, I will give Sabathia... So, 
I was been reading some things about like is CC Sabathia a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Um. Uh. The general consensus seems to be he's like a borderline case. I would say probably no. But yeah. he was responsible for getting the Brewers. He basically single handedly took the Brewers to the playoffs in two thousand eight. Their sure. first appearance since eighty two. Yeah. Uh. That being said, um. You know, the last five or six years of his career, he just really hasn't done anything. He's been hurt a lot. Yeah, um, although he had... Was it last year that he had a bounce back Yeah, year? he had a bounce back year. I think he got a contract for this year, right? They, they signed him yeah. again oh, for yeah, this year? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. And they gave him that bonus. Like, he threw at the guy and got thrown out of the game, even though he was like a third of an inning shy of like... Rec- like uh, activating a bonus, and uh-huh. the Yankees paid him out anyway for yeah. it. Um I think it's weird when these guys like like have a great careers and then they have a tail they tail off, but then they have one rebound year. It's mm-hmm. like I to me that one rebound year uh, like erases his previous four like you know mediocre years. Interesting. I'm, maybe if you're a Yankees fan, you don't feel that way. But yeah. Like it's like you know he showed he showed last year that he still has it. Like he can still like you know he showed like why you know he was a, a big time pitcher back in his uh, prime years mm-hmm. or whatever. So, yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a tough matchup. We should say that A. Rod uh, wore number thirteen once he went to the Yankees. Okay, which were undoubtedly his steroid years. Oh, undoubt. Yeah. Uh. So and his Rangers years were his <coughs> steroid years too. I, I yeah. would say like my favorite A. Rod years were when he was with the Mariners. So if we're going strictly by the fact that he wore them with the Yankees, yeah. Because um, Sabathia had a lot of good years with the Indians too, um, right. and A. Rod is a confirmed like multiple time cheater, yeah, uh, and a liar about it too. And, and one more time, if you believe Jose Canseco, <laughs> so, yeah, multiple plus one. And he's a clown when it comes to like announcing. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, uh, oh yeah, when he smelled the empty, when he smelled the closed jar of salsa, <laughs> when he was doing the uh, Matt uh, Carpenter salsa. <laughs> <laughs> and he smelled the jar, but it was closed. Wow. Yeah, he is a clown for sure. Okay, let's let's go with Sabathia. CC is in. Yeah, CC's in. I don't think that's a, even that much of an upset. No, be, considering that we weren't going to let A Rod in at all. Oh man, um, what if we had? What if it was Sabathia versus uh, Russell? Ooh, like two, that would be interesting. Two fat, two fat guys. The battle going. of the bulge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah. Well, we'll see if that <laughs> happens in yeah. the final four. Um, but uh, all right. So number twenty, um, R.I.P. Uh, recently uh, left us uh, Frank Robinson mm-hmm. uh, taking on number forty-five winner of the play-in Oof. game, Bob Gibson. Yeah, I bet that uh, that we we saw that matchup uh, happen in, in real life. Uh, well, we didn't, but uh, perhaps uh, you know probably in an all-star yeah well, an all-star game because yeah robinson was mostly in the american yeah League, although right? robinson was on the 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 uh, reds there so they, mm-hmm. they probably yeah i'm sure they did again if <laughs> i no one who's like uh who is like watching games in that era is listening to this podcast probably but if they are <laughs> they're like screaming at their podcast <laughs> yeah right now. yeah so, um, of course they played against they faced each other 25 times a year just like we would be doing if we were listening to you know if we were old guys exactly. listening to a podcast by people our age now yeah um, in 20 years they'll be talking about uh trace thompson versus uh i don't know <laughs> uh steve Cle- or uh, mike clevenger or something like, sure of course yeah. they faced each other yeah, yeah yeah 
Um, uh, this is a tough matchup. This is a tough matchup, Jeremy. Uh, I, I think that I, I like that in addition to being such a great player. I think Frank Robinson has three statues um, uh, uh, outside of stadiums, okay. uh, which is oh, pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, I believe that's that's true. Uh, also, he was the first black manager as well, For, which that's is right. pretty huge. Yeah, that um, is yeah, yeah, real big. And he also had that great stare down with uh, the wolf, uh, Randy Wolf's brother, uh, Jim Wolf, maybe? I forget what I... I'm sure this happened. We talked about this on the podcast before, but he had like a two-minute long stare down with the with that uh, wolf uh, umpire. Was that? Did he also have one with Joe West, or was that just with the with the wolf guy? I think it was just with him. Okay, okay. Yeah, Madison Bumgarner had, had a stare down with, with Joe, Joe West. West. Yeah. Um. Wow. This is a tough one, Jeremy. I. Uh, oh man. Uh, I'd love to see one of our playing, uh, you know, candidates make a deep run in the tournament, yeah, I, but uh, I don't know. I, I actually, I really like, I, I've grown to like, I, I've been reading more about like 70s baseball. I just read a book by Roger Angel uh, called Five Seasons, and they mentioned Bob Gibson a little bit, but I also read a book uh, about the 75 Reds, and they meant talk about Gibson a lot in there too, because he, he would go up against them. Okay. Uh, I don't know, I, I've developed like a, a more I'm a, more of an interest in Bob Gibson's career. Okay, he's never a guy I thought much about, so I wouldn't mind seeing him advance. All right, yeah, this is a tough one. It I is. mean, uh, I want to look at Frank Robinson's career numbers. Yeah, one more I mean, time, though. for the for the they're they're good, they're good. I looked him up uh, before to see if he qualified for the number 20 uh-huh. uh slot but uh yeah. i mean yeah bob gibson um uh, really good but it, for for those reasons that you said uh about the uh first black manager i, mm-hmm. I forgot about that yeah um, i don't know i think i'm leaning towards frank robinson personally. yeah i uh 586 career home runs Pretty with good. a 294 batting average yeah. and just over ten thousand at bats yeah. uh that's that's really good yeah um let's let's give him two-time mvp let's give it to to Frank Robinson, and, right. and in addition to being the first black manager. All right, and th- th- this is no, uh, there's no uh, shame in losing this matchup for, no. for Bob Gibson. Pretty Not good. At all. It, was just, it was a tough seating. Yes, um, it was. You know, if he was uh, facing, uh, you know, Chan Ho Park, maybe he would have made a deeper run. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, he just ran into a buzzsaw there with mm. uh, Frank Robinson. Mm-hmm. All right, so winner of playing game for Jersey number five, George Brett taking on number sixty, Dallas Keuchel, free Ooh. agent. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Jeremy. I mean, I gotta go, George Brett here. Yeah, um, sure. Keuchel, we, we've seen every time. I feel like every time we've seen Keuchel, he's sucked. Maybe it was yes. only that one time. Yeah, but he sucked in that game. Uh, you know, what he can he can go keep working out at the the Scott Boris uh, Institute for whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, for uh, overpaid athletes, <laughs> yeah, or non-paid athletes. Yeah, in his case, but uh, yeah, I know Keiko uh, said like we're not going to be like the Cubs in 2017, and uh, um, I, he doesn't have to worry about fatigue right now because he's not playing anywhere. Yep. So um, screw him. Uh, I feel like George Brad would grab him by the beard and shave it off. Yeah, if they were like in some sort of, you know, showdown. So let's go, George Brett in that right. one. So Brett does advance from the play-in game uh, to the next round. All right, this is uh, this is an interesting one. This is where numbers get a little thin. Mm-hmm. I think um, number twenty-eight, Bert Blylevin versus number thirty-seven, Dave Steeb. Okay, uh, can you talk on Dave Steeb a little bit? Sure. So Dave Steeb, um, and I wish I had the exact numbers, but I believe he lost. I want to say he lost three no hitters with two outs in the bottom of the, or you know, in the ninth inning. Yeah. Uh, so one out away. Uh, three. I want to say at least twice, if not three times, and then he finally got the no hitter. Like, so thank God he got it because, like, Jesus, if you got that close like that many times and ne- never got it, 
uh, that would be horrible. Mm-hmm. But think about that, like how many times he came that close. Like like guys who have multiple no hitters may not have even come that close that many times. Yeah. So Dave Steeb, uh, despite I mean, uh, despite or uh, in addition to having a great uh, porn mustache, um, <laughs> you know he he was a he was a good pitcher uh, for his time. Mm-hmm. Now Bert Blylevin, who recently just got into the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. he was before my time. Uh, and uh, before before both of our times, yep. Jack. But in the highlights, um, I I'll say this, Jack. I love a good curveball. I love that you can throw a curveball at like seventy miles per hour and make like the biggest of the biggest toughest of hitters make their knees buckle and look like a fool. And Bert Blylevin had maybe one of the most craziest curveballs I've ever seen. Yeah, um, they're just sick curveballs, and like they had like crazy snap to them, and. Uh, I, I love the guy. He's like he was born in like the Netherlands or something. I think he's yep. like a Dutch guy. Uh, this I like both of these guys. Yeah, I, I think just going off the raw numbers, Jeremy, because yeah. we might have to just do that for this one. Yes. I saw Bly Levin's career ERA was I think three thirty one. Yeah, uh, Steve's was uh, three forty four. Bly okay. Levin probably won more, over a hundred more games than he did. Yeah, Bly Levin won like about two hundred eighty something. He probably pitched twice. He probably many pitched years. twice as many years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Steve had this weird stretch where he pitched his whole career with Toronto seventy nine and ninety two. He pitched one year with the White Sox in ninety three. Yeah, four years not in the majors, and he came back in ninety eight for Toronto. Toronto. Yeah, um, yeah. I was reading up about that. Uh, yeah, he he just made like a comeback attempt. Where did that. he go? Was he in J- playing in Japan? I don't or know. Okay. I honestly don't know. I think okay. it was injuries, and he just thought he still had something left in the tank. Maybe but, he wanted uh, to give porn a try or something. <laughs> I, yeah, who, who knows? You know, I don't know what the the rules are up in the north of the border there, but uh, yeah, who knows? Let's go with Bly Levin. <laughs> Bly Levin's moving on. Uh, he will face George Brett in the next round. Oh, okay. All right. We're going to close out the bracket here um, with the, these final two matchups. Number 12, Robbie Alomar, Roberto Alomar versus number 53, Don Drysdale. Mm, okay. Um, <laughs> I, I would have to look up a little bit more about Drysdale. I know. This is going to, this is a potential like uh, recency uh, uh, bias, but in the positive way, I suppose. Uh-huh. Um, where, like, uh, we both know Robbie Alomar way more than we know Don Drysdale. Um, I pretty much know Don Drysdale is making an appearance on the Brady Bunch. <laughs> That's kind of how I know him. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Don Drysdale seemed like a, a pretty cool guy. He was like an announcer. Uh, he was the color guy for the Dodgers for a lot of years. Uh-huh. And I think he died like on a road trip. Um, oh, wow. Uh, like during the season. Oh, geez. Which is pretty sad. And like I think. Yeah, it says he died July 3rd of 1993. Yeah, I think like Vince Scully maybe had to announce his death like on the air. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure that was a very emotional thing for the uh, for the Los Angeles Dodgers. He was fans. only 56 years old. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty sad. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and I think people really liked him as an announcer too. Okay. Um, but uh, what? How do the numbers look there, Jack? Yeah, they they look good. Uh, career two ninety five ERA, um, yeah, three thousand four hundred and thirty two innings pitched. So a lot of uh, large sample size there. Yeah, uh, he had four consecutive years where he started over forty games. Um, that was from yeah, nineteen sixty two wow. to sixty five, which is pretty crazy. He won twenty five games in nineteen sixty two. Yeah, um, uh, and he never spit in an umpire's face. So <laughs> that's true. That's uh, true. At least not to not not to uh, my knowledge. Yeah, I'm so. not sure how how he fared with Florence Henderson off screen. You know, <laughs> uh, he might have spat at her. <laughs> we don't know. We can't confirm that. We'll have to ask 
Sherwood Schwartz, creator of uh, Brady Bunch. But, uh-huh. uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Are you leaning towards uh, Don Don Drysdale here? I, I think so, Jeremy. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any. Well, they're both Hall of Famers, right? Roberto Alomar's yeah. in the Hall of he Fame, got too. In. Yeah. Um, let me just take a quick look at what his numbers are here. Man, that spit, that spit, like, really, like, altered. It didn't drastically alter Roberto Alomar's career, but it, it made an impact. Yeah. Uh, well, but looking at this, though, Jeremy, Roberto Alomar was a career 300 hitter. I know he hit no. exactly three hundred. I I mean, I kind of think Roberto Alomar should 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 yeah, win. Yeah, I, I did not know that he was a career three hundred hitter. Yeah, uh, two hundred and ten homers for a second baseman uh, of that era. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Um, and you know, let's see. I'm see how many Gold Gloves he won here. He okay. won ten Gold Gloves. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he basically he was basically the best player at his position for a whole decade. Yeah. Plus, yeah. you know, yeah. his first year was '88. Uh, yeah. Last year was '04. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Looking at this with that 300 average, it's got to be Robbie Alomar. All right. Roberto Alomar is moving on. Uh, I was gonna say <laughs> that that spitting uh, incident affected his career. Because they held that against him, and they didn't vote him in for the first year of his eligibility. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to say it also cost him a chance at advancing in our tournament. <laughs> but uh, the rule, the rule books, uh, the history books have been rewritten, and he's moving on. Yeah, and he's not going to advance past the winner of this next round. I don't think okay. so. Uh, it doesn't really matter. But uh, number twenty-one, Roger Clemens versus number forty-four, Hank Aaron. Well, uh, let's see. One, uh, it, okay, Hank Aaron. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank Aaron. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Mo- Roger Clemens. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. All right. There you go. That's that's about as much of attention as he deserves. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the uh, top uh, left region. We got number two, Derek Jeter versus, and this is again, this is what it's all about. Derek Jeter, number two versus number sixty-three, Kevin Gregg. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, Jack, when I like when I was t- like telling you about this idea. Um, I gave that as an example, yeah. And uh, I that was without doing my research, but legitimately speaking, Kevin Gregg is the best player to ever wear the number sixty three in baseball. Wow, he's got that going for him, as they say. Yeah, um, <laughs> well, at least he's got that going for him. <laughs> my uh, my big thing here with yeah. Kevin Gregg, uh, so yeah, obviously it's Jeter. Yeah. But uh, my big memory of Kevin Gregg is that like I was riding in a car. Uh, with my dad uh, listening to a radio of the Cubs game, it was like a, it was like Cubs versus Marlins or something like that. I don't know, but he was playing for the Cubs. It was '09. Okay, and uh, like he blew a save. Uh, and I think like Ron Santo got really mad. Sure. Uh, and that we were listening to it uh, on the radio, and I thought it was funny. So I, that that is my number one memory of Kevin Gregg. Yeah, I, Kevin Gregg. The Cubs signed Kevin Gregg from the Marlins uh, to be their closer. Paid him a lot of money. He sucked. Uh, they got rid of him. He didn't even like <clears throat> make it into like June as a closer, I think. Yeah. And then he came back at the end of his career, and he actually was good. Yeah, Jeremy, like for like a year or yeah, half a year or something. He had thirty three saves for the Cubs in twenty thirteen. Yeah. Pretty recently. At <laughs> twenty, I can't believe that it was that recent. And you yeah. know what? And I was looking up at the at the the uh, the booth with with Ernie Banks smiling at the team, like, oh, what a beautiful day for baseball. This team sucks. Kevin Gregg is a closer. What are you <laughs> smiling about? I'm still mad about it. 
<laughs> ah, Jesus. They did win the World Series, but whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so Jeremy, uh, Derek Jeter, we may get into some other things about like off-field stuff with him and ownership at later, yeah. but for now, he obviously beats Kevin Gray. Oh, that's so. true. Yeah, yeah. We, he maybe should be harmed for his uh, sins as a Marlins uh, owner. But he we'll, might. We'll get into that. We'll see. This is a great matchup, Jack. Number 31, Greg Maddox versus number 34, Nolan Ryan. Ooh, ooh, okay. Um, wow. You know. It's tough. Yeah, because you got one guy who's like a, a control guy, finesse a guy, finesse, yeah. and another guy who's just like a fireballer. Yeah. Um, I will say that Nolan Ryan is pretty impressive because he pitched, did he pitch in four decades? 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s? Did he pitch in the 90s? I think he did. I believe, he? I'm yeah, pretty sure. So yeah, he yeah, pretty, definitely, absolutely it's did. pretty good. I mean, Maddox almost did too, right? Maddox, 80s, 90s, uh Oughts, and did he pitch in 2010? I think he might have, Jack. Yeah. I think he might have. So, are, you, are you pulling that up? Yeah, I you am. You can do that. I'll say this. Um, yeah. I think Nolan Ryan stayed in better shape than Greg Maddox uh, towards the end of his career. Like, yeah. Nolan Ryan like was kicking Robert Robin Ventura's ass like towards the end of his career, <laughs> and Greg Maddox like kind of looked like like paunchy and like yep. he was getting. I, I'm gonna. I'm stealing this from the Boers and Bernstein show from the score, but he got face within a face. Yeah, yeah, okay. And he's starting to get like the double chin, like the extra like uh, uh, chin strap or whatever mm-hmm. around his around his head. Uh, but yeah, uh, so so he pitched he pitched until two thousand eight, but ah, he pitched like okay. he pitched twenty two seasons. Uh, man, he had some really good numbers in the especially in the mid nineties yeah, with the Braves. I mean, he was ridiculous. Yeah, the year after he left the Cubs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, two thirty six. Man, he had a, in ninety four. He had a one fifty six ERA in two hundred two innings. That's yeah. like Bob Gibson-esque. They do say that like he got a lot of calls. You know, sure. that whole staff got a lot of calls, uh-huh. like, like borderline calls from umpires. Yep. But um yeah, I don't know. I mean, and then and uh Ryan, well, he he started off his career rough. Yep. But so did so did Maddox. Yep. So, uh it's a tough one. I'm leaning towards Nolan Ryan. Yeah, uh, Nolan Ryan, I think he had four consecutive years with no hitters. It was three or four years where he pitched a no hitter in every season. Yeah, uh, which maybe is pretty that, good. Maybe that's just the, the, the wow factor of like, you know, the the speeds that Nolan Ryan threw. But yeah. I don't know. I'm kinda leaning towards Nolan Ryan. It's kind this. of a yeah. A I could go either way though. Uh let's let's go with, with Nolan Ryan, Jeremy. Okay. I, I like I like that too. It's gonna be a good matchup in round two. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes it will. Um all right, cool. Well moving right along, uh Oh, this is an interesting match. At number fifteen, Carlos Beltran versus number fifty, Jamie Moyer. Mm. Uh, uh, that's about how long J- uh, Jamie Moyer pitched until he was about fifty. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, versus Beltran. Um, <laughs> Beltran. I would say it Beltran for yeah, that one. Yeah, probably. I mean, if you wanted to give it like the kind of uh, the interesting factor of like the fact that Jamie Moyer like. Do you remember when Jamie Moyer's like career was ending? Like when it was just every year, it's like he's coming back, he's gonna yep. pitch again. It's like it was fun to like just see that, like to see him like just still going, you know, yeah, like every yeah. year. Um, but uh, yeah, I, as much as I like that story, uh, and I'm not a big Beltron fan overall, but neither uh, am I. He, for me, he's another one of those guys like Eddie Murray who just hung around for a long time, and that's yeah. why his career numbers are what they are. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man. He beats Jamie Moyer. Yes, he does. Yeah. All right. Number 18, Johnny Damon versus another uh, former uh, Atlanta Brave of the 90s. Number 47, John Glavin. Uh, Tom Glavin. Yeah. Yeah, Tom Glavin. 
Johnny um, Damon. John, I think you were thinking John Smoltz, perhaps. I might, might have been, yes. Who, uh, yeah, but that, that, that could have been interesting, um, uh, Maddox versus Glavin. Yeah. Uh, but, um, so, first of all, Glavin won, what, he won over 300 games, right? Did he win 300? Yeah, he did. Yeah, I think yeah. he did. Um, uh, won over 300 games, great hockey player. He's a lefty, Jeremy. Yeah. Um, uh, I would say, um, Johnny Damon, uh, one of, I th- he was the guy who went on the disabled list for ironing, uh, his shirt while it was on, wasn't he? <laughs> I think, I think maybe he was, yeah. So, well, he does get some points for that. Uh, I don't think there's any argument to be made that Tom Glavin should advance here. Okay, that's fair, yeah. It was really thin at number 18, yeah. too, Johnny Damon, but, uh, yeah. Uh, all right, Tom Glavin is moving on. Let's do it. Um, number seven... The Mick, Mickey Mantle, versus number 58, Jonathan Papplebag. Yeah, okay, Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> this is another one of those classic ones. Yeah, um, I know. It's great. What a, This is a mockery. This is a disgrace to baseball. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, Jonathan yeah. Papplebon versus Mickey Mantle. Yeah. Um, part of the reason why I'm glad that Jonathan Papplebon rears his ugly thumb-shaped head uh, in this tournament again is that Last time we took was it just last episode we talked about him? It, it was very been. recently. Yeah. Um I was remiss to uh to not mention that uh a guy that I work with who likes to call um guys uh D bags for for lack of a better term, uh he calls uh Jonathan Papelbon Jonathan Papelbag. <laughs> <laughs> As in uh D bag. So um I just wanted to mention that. Well that's but, uh, a, it's a it's a good nickname for him. Yeah, um pretty good. Uh, is he pitching still? No, he's not. He's, no, not, he's no, out no. of the league. He's been out for a while, I think. Okay, well, I I think Mantle is uh, a no doubter for he, this one. He takes the. No, he there. had his off field stuff too. He did, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, okay. So number what is it? Uh, twenty six. N- number twenty six. Uh, Billy Williams, who okay. edged out Chase Utley Ooh, to yeah. get the spot, takes on number thirty nine. Dave Parker. Okay. Okay. This is an interesting one. The Cobra, Dave Parker, was his ah, nickname. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, again, Dave Parker, a little bit, I, Billy was definitely ahead of our times, but I'm familiar with him a little bit as a Cubs fan. Uh-huh. Dave Parker was ahead of our times. I remember I remember the last dregs of, of Dave Parker, and he was just like a big dude, like a big heavy dude. Yeah. Um, who was hanging around baseball. But he was on the 79 uh, 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 Pirates World Series uh, champion team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, uh, had he was like... He was like a feared batter in the lineup uh, when he was healthy, but I think he always like dealt with like health issues or whatever. Yeah, um, uh, his his numbers are really good. Like when he was healthy, I mean, he had two yeah. straight years in the seventies where he hit three thirty eight and three thirty four uh, each time with well over six hundred uh, plate appearances. Yeah, uh, which is pretty sweet. What were the homer numbers on those years? Uh, so they were um, uh, twenty one and thirty. Okay. Uh, in seventy eight, he had thirty homers, one hundred seventeen RBIs to go along with his three thirty four average, uh, which is pretty great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that average is, is pretty good. Yeah, and so he's going against Billy Williams. Yep. Now, mm. Billy Williams has a lot. Oh, I have Billy Williams up right here. Yeah. Um, he, he's he got some great numbers. Yeah. 426 career homers, uh, 290 career uh, batting average. What's odd is that uh, they have the same career batting average, Jeremy. Yeah. Exactly that is 290. Yeah, that's interesting. Wow. 
Um, it's a good matchup, but uh, longevity speaking, I think you got to go Billy Williams. Yeah, or Dave yeah, Parker. I, I would, I would agree with that. I wish I knew more of Dave Parker because yeah, he just seemed like a guy who was like in that lineup that like you didn't want to face. No, I feel like uh, he would have been a player I would have liked if uh, I would have been around during that time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He listed at listed at six five, uh, two hundred and thirty pounds, yeah. and he played a year with the Brewers in nineteen ninety. He made an All Star team with the Brewers. So Jeremy, we, me and Jeremy were talking about how there's no Brewers. Uh, on this. And yeah, I want to see what his numbers were, Jeremy. So in, in 1990, he played 157 games for the Brewers, uh, 610 at bats, uh, 21 homers, 92 RBIs, and a 289 average. That's hard to believe. Like, And what was his first year? Uh, his first year was 73. So That's he was, crazy. Yeah, he was 39 years old in 1990 playing with the Brewers. I, yeah. I bet he was probably a DH at that point. Yeah, um, probably. For them. But that's cool. I did not know he was on the Brewers. Anyways, Billy Williams. All right. So um, next matchup is number 10, Chipper Jones versus number 55, Oral Hirschheiser. Ooh, ooh. Okay. God bless Oral Hirschheiser. Oh, yeah, God bless uh, uh, him. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, so, Jeremy, uh, Chipper Jones, uh, I don't think Oral Hirschheiser ever saved anybody uh, in a four-wheeler. No, 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 but he might have prayed for someone's eternal soul. Uh, Is he like a really religious guy? <laughs> you know, I'm not even really sure. I think we talked about this, right? Like, uh, my friend uh, growing up, his dad, um, we got into this situation where, like, we his dad was an adult and had better penmanship than us, and he ha- we had him, like, sign baseball cards with, like, guys' names. And then I never did anything with them, but my friend said that he claimed he claimed that he sold them to kids at school, saying that they were legit autographed cards. Oof. And he signed one Oral Hirschheiser, and he signed it, God bless Oral Hirschheiser. And we, at, like, seven years old, thought it was the damn funniest thing ever in the history of the world. Yeah. And I don't know. I think he was religious, but I actually looked this up recently, and I couldn't find any overtly religious thing. It's just, like... Oral Roberts or something like sure like the name Oral just seems like a, a Bible thumper kind of guy right name and so like I don't know um he's like does play like color commentary for the Dodgers now and like he seems like a funny guy I saw him one time in the the the, the concourse of Wrigley going out to the Dodgers team bus oh yeah um that was the day that I scared uh, uh Cody Bellinger ah, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. but yeah um so and and so he had like the the he broke he broke Don Drysdale's uh, scoreless inning streak he in did I was gonna I was gonna bring up that scoreless inning streak uh, yeah that was a big deal yeah yeah for sure uh I was never a chipper Jones fan quite honestly nah I'm not a big chipper Jones guy either he was yeah. the number one overall draft pick uh that panned out certainly yeah, true, um he's true. probably gonna be in the Hall of Fame he he he's in oh he he got, he got yeah. elected well, that's my bad. Was All that right. this year or last year? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, it, it must have been recently. I didn't think he'd been retired that long. Yeah, uh, but he okay. just got in, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, well, yeah. Uh, but is, is Hershiser a Hall of Famer, too? No. He's no, not. Not really close to one. Well, either. you know, I, I do like that scoreless inning streak, though. That's pretty cool. And I, that's something that I don't know is going to be broken for a long time. I think, like, Scherzer maybe had one. Uh, and he got, like, up to maybe two-thirds oh. of the way or, or something. Or one of those pitchers okay, did. Kershaw yeah. or somebody. But well, that's a really impressive streak to me. It is. It is. Didn't Bobby Jenks break? He might have broke like scoreless or most numbers. He 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 got set some kind of record of like I think consecutive batters retired or something. Okay, through okay. like relief pitching. So, yeah. But, um. But yeah, some something like that. Um. But uh. But yeah, Oral Hershiser. I mean, okay, the streak is interesting. Um. 
And we don't, we're not particularly fond of no. Chipper Jones. Some personal, so. uh, uh, you know, can weigh into that. So, all right, Earl Hershiser. <laughs> Earl Hershiser with the upset over yeah. Chipper Jones. And, uh, and he sad. got us a Bobby Jenks reference in there, <laughs> which is always a positive. Exactly. God bless Earl Hershiser. All, all right. right. So, um, rounding out this bracket, we got number 23, man near and dear to my heart, Rhino, Ryan Sandberg. Mm-hmm. Taking on, uh, oh. whatever, number 42, Jackie Robinson. Uh-huh. <clears throat> well, uh, Jeremy, as much as you, uh, uh, well, uh, like Ryan Sandberg, yeah. I mean, Jackie Robinson uh, was one of the most important figures in the history of baseball. Sure, sure. Uh, but I don't think we can weigh it strictly on that. I think maybe for the first round we can. Okay. But, uh, you know. Sure, yeah. Right. Um, Otherwise, he runs the table. Yeah, he just kind of runs the table. Yeah. Exactly. Sure. Uh, yeah. But, but I mean, inter- yeah. Go ahead. Well, you know, I mean, so so Ryan Sandberg, like, uh, yeah, one of my favorite players growing up. Um, uh, he 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 like, you know, it seems to me like he never. As much as I'd like to believe, like he, you know, he was a, he was an all star in the eighties. But I think a lot of it was like he was um, just he was he was uh, held in high regards because he was a second baseman and he was a great defensive second baseman too. He had like a uh, errorless streak uh, that that uh, he had for a really long time that I think was broken ultimately by Jeff Kent. I want to mm-hmm. say okay um, for second baseman, but um, you know, and so he he had a good combination of everything. Uh, you know, he was never the most exciting uh, uh, interview, uh-huh. um, and he had he had some issues uh, with his uh, ex wife. Yes, he did. Uh, and Dave Martinez. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he's a beloved Cub, but uh, I can't let that uh, taint, um, you know, the, 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 the decision here. So, um, you know, we got to go Jackie Robinson, I guess. I, I, I think we probably should, yes. All right, let's do uh, it. I know that'll be Jackie Robinson versus Oral Hershiser, two Dodgers. Yeah, exactly. Round, uh, in the second round. Yes. All right, well... Sandberg just ran into a, a tough matchup there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, uh, all right, that clears out that bracket. So let's move along to uh, the next bracket here. Um, and uh, we got, this is a great matchup here. Number three, Babe Ruth versus number 62, Jose Quintana. <laughs> <laughs> and again, legitimately, this is not a Cubs thing. Um, Jose Quintana is legit the best number two in the history of uh, baseball, yeah, thus far. Uh, sixty-two. Jeremy, I, um, I, I, well, we got to go with Babe Ruth here. Uh, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to okay. you. Okay, all right. I'm gonna all pick right. my fights. And, okay. Uh, yeah, we'll all go right. Babe Ruth on that. All right. Let's move right along. <laughs> Thank you, Jose Quintana. He's he would win the uh, Colombian uh, player tournament. I right. Think. Right. Native Colombian uh, player. Um, Number 30, Tim Rock Reigns versus number 35, Frank Thomas. Ooh, ooh, uh, two former White Sox, right? Yep, that's um, right. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Reigns, for me, another one of those guys who hung around, he was around for a long time. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Uh, Frank Thomas was just a, a monster. Yeah, quite quite honestly, a little surprising that Tim Raines got into the Hall of Fame. Yep. Uh, definitely a guy who was helped by sabermetricians uh, mm-hmm. getting on his case. Mm-hmm. Um, he hung around so long and yes. was like he had many years where he was not who he used to be oh yeah in his heyday yep uh frank thomas is a fun guy does the new new gen x commercials um you know I, I i i he was a masher uh i don't i'm not he's not beyond uh uh you know um uh investigation no he's not certainly you know? not no 
but uh, but uh, for this round, uh, I'd have to go uh, Frank Thomas on this. Okay, one. Frank Thomas, uh, I like it. Let's do it, the big, big Frank. Hurt. Yeah. Um, real quick, we should point out that um, one person conspicuous by his absence in this tournament is uh, one Ricky Henderson. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Ricky Henderson's a guy who wore several numbers during his career. Uh, I think he's mostly known as a, a number uh, twenty-four, which he wore for most of his career. Um, but you got he's blocked by Willie Mays, mm-hmm. and uh, at the beginning of his career. He, um, he, I guess he briefly wore his number 39, but he wore 35 for like his first two, uh, three years with the Oakland A's. And then he took it back uh, later on uh, and a couple times. But, uh, you know, I think Ricky Henderson got hurt by playing uh, for too many teams. Yeah. Having too many damn numbers. Too many numbers. He's not exactly Bobby Rayburn when it comes to like choosing a number, you know? <laughs> no, exactly. He, he was just... a little more flexible. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long he... as he got the money. Right, right. Um, uh, yeah, so Ricky Henderson kind of got jobbed here. Actually, also Mariano Rivera was number 42 as well. Yeah. He was grandfathered in uh, before every team retired Jackie Robinson's it's, jersey. It's true. It's um, true. And that would have been another really tough one, too, like uh, as far as he was the first unanimous Hall of Fame selection. Yeah, so that's true. He would he would top a, a lot of guys as well so 42 is also a really interesting number uh from that respect yeah for um, sure yeah there were a couple of those yeah all right so this is the matchup that we talked about uh after the play-in uh round we got pete rose versus ichiro ooh, ooh, who's the true yeah hit king? yeah how many hits did he ichiro have in little league who, who <laughs> yeah knows? exactly um Contact Japan. Well, you know, uh, Jeremy, I'll say this about Pete Rose, is that, uh, you know, they asked him, are you the best hitter uh, in the history of baseball? He said, no, but I'm the most consistent. Yeah. Um, Ichiro was damn good, too, though. Um, yeah, yeah, he was. Ichiro's had some, some like, lean years, Yep. Uh, you know, recently. And, uh, um, you know, if, if you want to say that that tarnishes his career, I mean... Maybe now is where we call into the uh, the the uh, uh, per, the uh, uh, personality clause. I, yep. I, can't, I can't remember what how they phrase it in baseball, but <laughs> uh, but um, uh, I don't know. This is a tough matchup for it, sure. It is. I like them both. They're they both the, great hitters. Yeah, they are. You know, they always said that Ichiro could uh, hit for more power if yeah. he wanted to, but yeah. he never really did. Right. Um. So and you know, Pete Rose was never much of a power hitter. I will say. That Pete Rose, just, we haven't talked about fielding hasn't factored into a lot of these yet. And yeah, I, true. I think that Ichiro was uh, always a really good fielder. He had a cannon for an arm yeah, in, his, in, his, in his days, his heyday. They actually, they, I was watching some highlights of uh, a spring training game, and Ichiro fired a rocket into third base like just the other day. Really? Yeah, and like uh, the whole like Mariners dugout was like, whoa. Like, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Pete Rose was a guy who never really had a, a position. Right, um, I exactly. mean, he played third base, the outfield, first base, um, and I don't think he was ever really known for his fielding. Uh, yeah, true. They just kind of put him wherever. That's true, yeah. I, yeah, you know, I we, we talk about, like, um, one of the most exciting plays is, like, the throw from, like, right field or from the outfield, like, to peg out a guy, like, trying to advance. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, if you take that into consideration, I, I'd say that that tips the scales to, to Ichiro. Yeah, it does. Um, Pete Rose apparently also was a horrible father, or is. Uh, <laughs> sure, so, sure. all right, let's let's choose Ichiro. Wow, look at that! Ichiro was almost out of the tournament, and uh, he's now moving on. Yeah, uh, yeah to yeah. the uh, round of thirty-two. Yeah, him and him and Randy Johnson went overtime. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but all right. All right, so this is a tough matchup, Jack, uh, for uh, for for getting the number nineteen spot. But number nineteen, we got Tony Gwynn versus number forty six, Andy Pettit. 
And uh, at 19, Gwyn uh, edged out, uh, you know, a Milwaukee great, a Milwaukee Brewer great, uh, Robin Yount. Robin Yount, yeah, who gets points in my book for uh, sounding like Will Forte when he talks. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, yeah. uh, so that's, but that's not a thing uh, that Robin Yount's not in this. Tony Gwynn, Tony Gwynn is my pick. Uh, yes. Andy Pettit, admitted steroid user, but also Tony Gwynn, one of my favorite number uh, statistics what have you, is that uh, when the 1994 season uh, ended uh, with a strike, he was hitting 394 uh, in August. So we will never know if he would have hit 400 in that season, but... uh, But dang, he was was pretty good. Yeah, great guy. Um, uh, It's a real, like... um, uh, That's a real one that makes me really mad and upset that that he's gone yeah uh you know he he was just a great guy he just just seemed like a really like fun loving like really uh uh jovial guy like uh yeah like from all the videos uh that 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 you see of him uh this is gonna be an interesting matchup Ichiro versus uh Tony Gwynn yeah two great hitters Gwynn had a a strange like he had like kind of an incongruous voice too oh yeah again yeah, yeah, yeah yeah So, uh, yeah, he, um, yeah, I, I, I liked him, but that's going to be a good matchup. But yeah, Tony Gwynn was one of my favorite players when he was playing. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Number six, Stan the Man Musial versus number five, Todd Jones. <laughs> <laughs> or number 59, number 59, Todd Jones. Uh, I mean, Todd, again, legitimately the best player to wear 59 yeah. uh, in baseball. Yeah, he uh, had a. He also had a mustache. Yeah, I feel like I always mix up Todd Jones and Doug Jones. Like yeah. they both had mustaches. Yeah, I think Todd Jones maybe had a, a goatee too. Uh, yeah. at some points, but uh, he was. They were both closers. They both looked like uh, had the build of uh, like Bernie Brewer. Yeah, um, yeah, for like sure. They were just yeah, kind of dopey looking guys. Yeah, yeah, and just Todd Jones was is had a. I mean. He he was good. He made a, several all stars uh, as a as a closer, but like he's as unremarkable as his name, <laughs> Todd Jones. Yep. You know, I don't know. Um, so we'll just go ahead and advance Stan Musial. Usual, yeah. There um, again before our times, but we know enough to know that he's better than Todd Jones. Right. All right. This is a fun matchup. Number twenty seven, Mike Trout versus uh, a very uh, <laughs> uh, getting in there uh, in the last moment. Number thirty-eight, Carlos Zambrano, Ooh. edging out. Uh, well, Jeremy, Kirk we said we weren't going to make a mockery of this, so we're going to have to choose Trout. But uh, yeah. uh, you know what? This is the perfect opportunity for me to bring this up. So in the last in the last podcast, okay. we talked about. You mentioned how Zambrano uh, <laughs> went through a period where he was addicted to the internet, right? And uh, I did post a link to that on our show notes. Uh, oh, nice. What uh, was it? Um, uh, yeah. So was it a link to the ESPN article? I yes. can't remember. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So what I loved about that article <laughs> is that. Uh, so first of all, they talk about it, uh, you know, a little bit in detail. But then Dusty Baker was the manager at that time and so dusty baker's like uh he's like yeah you know it's it's not carpal tunnel but uh you know we want to monitor it monitor it because we don't know what it you don't know what it could turn into (laughs) like it's like you don't even know what the fuck you're talking about dude you have no you have no idea what you're uh, just talking out of your ass it's the classic Dusty Baker, like um, you know, where they ask him something, and then he, he'll he'll say something like that. Yeah. Like when they when they asked him uh, when he was managing the Nats two years ago, and Steven Strasburg was like feeling under the weather, and he's like, "Yeah, it's it's mold season. I'm I'm even starting to feel it a little bit." It's like, shut. You know what the fuck are you talking about, dude? 
And, and the whole time, Ernie Banks smiling about the Cubs. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about, man. This yeah. is enough to drive you crazy. And, One World Series isn't enough. And then Zambrano uh, also was quoted in the article. He's like, uh, he's like, yeah, they uh, they told me I can only go on for an hour a day. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture like Zambrano was this big galoot, and I just picture him with like one of those like net those netbooks, like just like a small like like thing, and he's just typing away like some like Cro-Magnon, like like some kind of like gorilla that you gave like a you know a, a a basketball to or something, and they just like deflate it with their teeth, you know, like what an idiot! I don't know what the hell this guy was doing. Um, I actually, I think I linked to to both the ESPN and the Deadspin article. Yeah, about it. yeah. But uh, yeah, so Trout is out there. Or, I mean, uh, de- defeating Zambrano. Um, Zambrano was just a goof. Um, he had his moments, but uh, the, it got tired pretty quick. Yeah. Um, I want to say something really quick about Trout. Um, I saw a meme on uh, on uh, like this baseball card group. I'm 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 a fan of on uh, on Facebook, and it, it, you know how like the meme is like you know hold my beer, like you know <laughs> someone does something and then this guy says hold my beer. Uh-huh. Um, there was a meme that said like Bry- Bryce Harper signs the highest <laughs> signs the highest contract in uh, baseball in sports history. Mike Trout. Hold my trout. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. I yeah. wanted to mention that since Mike Trout is there. But, nice. uh, but yeah, so he moves on. Uh, Going to be another great matchup there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, in the battle of jersey number 11, Edgar Martinez against number 54, Goose Gossage. Ooh, ooh, okay. It's an interesting one. Uh, and and Edgar Goose... Martinez uh, uh, edged out Barry Larkin, which, again, I was never a huge fan of Barry Larkin. I like the 90 Reds team, but... Uh, Barry Larkin was was a good player, but never really did anything. It was just kind of boring. Yeah, yeah. Is he in the Hall of Fame? Barry Larkin. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, um, so. I, I agree. So. He was he was boring though. Yeah. Um, I will uh, uh, definitely agree with that. I actually think the year Barry Larkin got in, he was the only one who got in. Uh, yeah, it, it's very possible. Which like what a what a uh, ceremony to skip for that one. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so uh, Edgar Martinez, who just got in uh, he, this year. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah. Uh, yes, okay, so, um... Anyway, so, he's facing Goose Gossage, not Barry Larkin, but... No, uh, so, yeah, Goose Gossage, um, uh, you know, good, good, good career ERA of 301. Yeah. Pitched for a lot of different teams. He was a Cub, briefly. Yeah, he, yeah, he pitched, uh, he pitched 22 seasons from 72 to 94. Yeah. Um, but Edgar Martinez played his whole career with the Mariners, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, we haven't really given a guy points for that yet, but, uh... That's true. You know, he, he maybe he has that in his favor. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Goose Gossage, uh, you know, uh, from more recent news, came out and was like just complaining about everyone. Like he he had a famous "get off my lawn" speech about the current state of baseball. Uh huh. Like he didn't he call Bryce Harper a disgrace to baseball or something? Yeah, he might have called Ryan Braun. A, did he? Is that the one where he was calling Ryan Braun a yeah. disgrace? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He called out like every 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 anyone who is exciting to watch, like <laughs> uh, you know, in baseball. He's like, hey, he's a disgrace. And, um, uh, yeah, Goose Gossage. And, like, I guess people were, like, afraid of him. He was, like, an intimidating force. But his nickname was Goose. Yeah. Like, I think, I think he's, I think if if there's any residual bitterness, uh, of him now as a player, maybe it's because his nickname was Goose. I don't know. (laughs) But, um... Yeah, Marquette uh, uh, basketball team had a player named uh, Goose Brell at that time. I guess Goose was like a popular 70s. Yeah. No, Goose uh, from uh, Top Gun. Top Gun. Yeah. Uh, you don't really hear that nickname anymore. But no. uh, 
I don't like it. I, I don't. And you know what? I don't really like the movie Top Gun either. I've never, <laughs> I've never been a fan of it. All right, so I've never seen it, guy. Jack. You've never seen Top Gun? No, I haven't seen it. Wow, the, the, we're getting deep in this podcast here. Jeremy <laughs> has never seen Top Gun. I've, I've never. I, I didn't know that about you, Jeremy. I didn't okay. see it. I it, never. You know, never didn't see a lot of action movies growing up. Jeremy's but. never seen Top Gun. I owned birds as a child. <laughs> Jeremy owned snakes and newts, which is kind of it's kind of weird. But, it uh, is, it is. Yeah, uh, okay. Well, I think we have our winner here, and it's yeah. not Goose Gotch. Edgar Martinez. Martinez moving on. All right. Goose, go goose yourself. Yeah, what is uh, that, Goose? What, do you walk up to a girl and you goose her? Like, get out of here, you <laughs> pervert. Stay the hell home. <laughs> it's getting late in the first round here. Yeah. We got one more matchup, Jack. Okay. Um, number 22, Jim Palmer versus number 43, Dennis Eckersley. Mm, okay. Um, uh, well, uh, so as I said, I've been reading a lot about 70s baseball uh, lately, and uh, I'm kind of fascinated by the those Orioles teams, that that rotation they had. Um, I think yeah. it was Dave McNally, Mike uh, Cuellar, Cuellar, and uh, uh, Palmer. Yeah, um, Steve Stone was there at some point. Yes, he was. He was yeah. there um, as well. Uh, Eckersley, um, you know, also a famous. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, he, he gave up the home run to Kirk Gibson. I mean, he yeah. did good things in his career too, but he, that was yeah. You know, yeah, he's had he's had some ups and downs for yeah. sure, or like not ups and downs, but he's had some high moments and some low moments. Yeah, um, also yeah. off the field too. He had uh, he was the one who called David Price out, and then yeah. there was all that drama. Jack, you got to see that Dennis Eckersley uh, MLB special. It's great. Okay, it, it, honestly, I feel like if you had seen it. This this discussion would be over already, yeah. and like you'd go Dennis Eckersley. I uh, I love his nineteen eighty seven tops baseball card on the Cubs. Um, I gotta go Dennis Eckersley for sure. I'll take your word for it, Jeremy. Dennis Eckersley, it is. Yeah, I mean Jim I Palmer uh, again. He's before our time, yeah. but uh, it's real. He was real hunk. He would be like biggest that, hunk. Yeah, true. Yeah, he looked great in a pair of uh, BVD underwears, <laughs> uh, but. Uh, <laughs> But uh, Dennis uh, Dennis Eckersley was a hunk. Women love Dennis Eckersley too. Yeah, yeah. I personally don't get it, but uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So there we go. We got our first. We got our first round there. Yeah. And um, yeah, you know that was a marathon session. Mm. So um, this is what we're gonna do, guys. We don't mean to like keep you hanging or anything, but. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up for this episode. Yep. We have our first. Let's just do the. Let's just go through the next round matchups really quick, real okay. quick. So we got Ozzy Smith versus Steve Carlton, mm-hmm. Doc Gooden versus Rick Russell, Johan Santana versus Barry Bonds, Ted Williams versus Willie Mays, Lou Gehrig, Adrian Beltre, Cece Sabathia, Frank Robinson, George Brett, Burt Blylevin, Roberto Alomar, Hank Aaron. Jack, why don't you take the second half? Uh, yeah, so our second half there, uh, we got Jeter versus Nolan Ryan, uh, Carlos Beltran versus Tom Glavin, Mickey Mantle versus Billy Williams, Oral Hershiser versus Jackie Robinson, uh, Babe Ruth versus Frank Thomas, Ichiro versus Tony Gwynn, Stan Musial versus Mike Trout, and Edgar Martinez versus Dennis Eckersley. All right, that's the round of 32, and... Uh, Guys, tune in. We're gonna we're gonna release another episode in a in a couple days. So so you don't have to. We're not gonna uh, put you on a, a you know watch alert for for too long. Uh, so tune in for part two of this uh, tournament where we are gonna crown the ultimate jersey wearing guy. <laughs> I'm actually kind of interested, Jeremy, in who's gonna win this. Yeah, so, anyone yeah. can take it at this point. So All tune right. in, guys. Uh, so for this episode, uh, uh, I'm Jeremy Dionisio. and I'm Jack Swakowski. Okay, tune in next uh, episode in just a couple days for that uh, stunning conclusion of this tournament. Mm-hmm.